Forgiveness is one of the most powerful acts of love. Forgiving others, forgetting. What? (laughs) Can you actually forget what you forgive? And if you don't forget it, does that mean you actually forgave that person? How do we forgive? How does that happen? And, And what if that person is gone? Or what if that person is you? We'll talk about that today on Brave Men. It's Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. Hi, this is Paul Cole. And with me today, our chief provocateur is Brian Boyd. Hello, Paul. And uh, Brian, forgiveness, I think, is a huge, huge issue in our culture today. I forgive you for having computer problems today. I just want you to know, I've been carrying this around now for like five minutes and I'm finally ready to let it go. You know, I, I think some people have carried stuff around for longer than five minutes. I think it's probably the case. This is really fun to do. And for those of you listening, you know, technology is phenomenal. I'm, I'm in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and uh, Mr. Cole, Paul Cole is in Texas. And uh, yet it's as if we're sitting next to each other. And yeah. it, it, it helps because we've had time face to face and it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, this is the brave men podcast and, uh, we encourage you to share and uh, subscribe, um, and tell your friends, please, uh, about it. And uh, we've got some great stuff coming up this season, including some giveaways. Is this uh, season two? This is season two, Paul. Yes. And, um, how was um, season one? Did you listen to part of it? It, it broke records. It was incredible. You know, uh, I, this is what, this is, here's, here's why I love, uh, the, the president, our president right now is, uh, yeah. Trump, he, he would say, uh, this, this is this, season one was massive. It was huge. In fact, they tell me it was the most beautiful season that yes. anybody's ever had. Yeah. Well, a few years ago, um, a colleague of mine uh, told me that was the year of the podcast. Then two years ago, that was the year of the podcast. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, 2020, we're, we're on all, we're firing all cylinders. <laughs> so you can find Brave Men on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever you get your favorite podcast. So please tell a friend. Really? We're all those places? Um, all those places. All at the same time. And instantly. Instantly. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, so, the, the, the beauty of this, and because uh, I love sharing what the Lord's put in our hearts and uh, mm-hmm. wisdom. See, my deal is that I don't believe that just listening to a podcast to get more information, unless you're, you know, trying to do some sort of tech thing or build, you know, an engine in a car, then information's good. But for those of us wanting to build our lives and be deeper in wisdom, closer to God, uh, it's not just about information. It's about a revelation. So when you and I talk and when I think of you know, here's what I'm sharing with a friend of mine. I think about it uh, like sitting with my friend, Jim Waslaski, across a cup of coffee, uh, sitting at uh, a local coffee place, you know, at Redefined or at Roots. And um, and what is it that, that I could share? What is it that he and I could talk about that he could help me with that makes me a larger person? Just a bunch of banter. I, I Brian, right. I listened to... My wife was listening to one the other night, and I overheard it, and it was a girl talking about taking her kids to school. Mm-hmm. 
And I said, now, what's the point of that story? She said, well, there's no point. It's just she's streaming her life. And I said, right. That's it? She goes, yeah. I said, well, yeah. are there people listening? She said. That's true. She said, yeah, she's got, I don't you know, the follower thing. You know that whole deal, Brian? Yeah. You know, followers. Yeah. yeah. She said she's got like 18,000 people that follow her deal. It's true. I'm like, to listen yeah. to that? And frankly, yeah, frankly, it's just between you and me, Brian, yeah. it was a little shrill. Yeah, no. It was, it was just like. Interesting. You know, talking about the crossing guards and stuff. Well, there's a, there's a YouTuber and this is totally off topic audience, but a YouTuber named Kit Boga, K-I-T-B-O-G-A. And all he does is, is when he gets a call or he calls these, um, uh, scammers that want, want to go on your computer and make sure you get your refund or you've been a virus, you've had a virus infection and they have to check it out and you need to pay the money. Oh yeah. And Um, it's a scam. He, he, yeah, he takes them, he, he spends time with them hours and hours and hours in cases and he streams the whole thing and it, it's like you can't stop watching it. it's just you can't you can't turn your eyes it's just a guy in front of a green screen you, i mean you just you can't stop watching yeah but so, see, but here's the deal anyway you know paul the apostle said uh he said uh, sin easily gets on us he said you know before the holy spirit because of the things that easily and here's my deal i believe we live in a world of easy distraction and in fact, I think distractions, by and large, for most people, are like eating, uh, you know, a chocolate sundae. It's just inviting, mm-hmm. because I think it's difficult for most of us to face reality. And so, the beauty for a, a person that doesn't want to face reality is living somebody else's reality. Right. And the fact right. is, is that. Uh, You know, Psalm 119, verse 11 says, Your word I've hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, if we want to build a larger life, and, you know, that means, you know, if if you will, like my friend friend Clint Gresham talks about, you know, do I measure up? If we want to build, build a life in which we feel like I'm beginning to sort of measure up, in other words, I'm beginning to sort of build and live a life that's fully orbed, and it has courage and faith and is present, which is what wisdom is. Yeah. And I believe we have to put the word of God in us. And I believe we have to cut away distractions. And what forgiveness mm-hmm. does, what forgiveness does is cut away the distractions of bitterness, anger, rage, disappointment. See, disappointment's not based on where you are, but where you expect it to be. And so disappointment happens to every single one of us in life. Paul, uh, David in Psalm 23, here's one. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, right? And he said, yea, though I walk through the valley. Yea, of course, that's the what I learned as a kid. The King James, the same Bible that Paul had. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Shadow of death. This is fascinating because I think we all walk through shadows and I think we all walk through valleys. We were talking the other day, you and I, about Instagram and about social media and TikTok and <laughs> whatever else we might be yeah. on. And, um, you know, so often nobody shows the valleys. It's all 
mountaintop. That's and right. somebody does get vulnerable and show the valley, we're like, um, yeah, I'm not going to read that. But the fact is, we all go through valleys. Yeah. And, and when David said it's a shadow of death, it, he didn't say it's the valley of death. He said it's the shadow of death. In, in other words, somebody has put a shadow over you. And, and they've shaded you, if you will. Oh, there you go. They've shaded. So in the shade, we feel uh, disappointed. We feel uh, upset. We, we feel like something's not clicking. It's not right. And so often, forgiveness is the antidote to the shade. Let's, let's talk brass tacks for a second. Yeah. If I think about my own life, Paul, uh, I can go back to 1995, 96, 97 to a instance where something really not good happened and mm -hmm. a a christian brother um did something in business with me that that i probably could honestly if i'm being totally vulnerable right now tell you i have not let go mm -hmm. 25 years later and there's a little piece somewhere inside me that still is no way can i forgive this person for what happened mm -hmm. and i don't know i honestly don't know how to get over it and, and, uh, it's, there's, <laughs> there's two or three things like that, that I don't know how I can get past that. So clearly I'm in the wrong. I think I'm probably in the wrong here. No, what you are is human. It's, it's not, I don't see how it can happen. It's called being human. And, yeah. and that's why in that little piece at the front, I said, you know, if I remember something, if I still remember it, does that mean I didn't? forgive it and I uh, I'll direct your attention to uh, the book of John and uh, in the book of John and of course this is uh, John the same man who wrote the, the revelation of Christ you know we call it the book of revelation and uh, he has this uh, amazing moment John does where Jesus appears it's kind of a, a cool moment because he just appears. And all of them in a room, and he just showed Jesus just shows up. Uh, it says that we're meeting behind locked doors in verse 19, chapter 20 of John. It says Jesus showed up, he's standing there. I think this is great because he didn't have to do that. He could have knocked on the door. You ever think about the the uh humanity of Christ in the sense that he kind of freaked his guys out occasionally? Like walking on the water. Right. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. He yeah. just could have met them on the other side. Sure. Like, like you know, no. just, hey, they they go, hey, you're already here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Instead, he walks by them. Sure. What is that? What was the, of course, there's this moment with Peter and, you know, my son Brandon, uh, C3 Fort Worth, he's a pastor of C3 Fort Worth Church. And uh, Brandon always talks about this. He said, at least Peter got out of the boat. Most people don't right. do that. We That's always, true. This, how, yeah. yeah, man. I mean, we would slam Peter on Instagram if he did that now. We'd be like, yeah, man, I have no faith. But he got out of the boat. He's the only guy that did it. Why did Jesus walk by them? I, You know, sometimes Jesus had these funny moments where he just messed with his guys just to say, hey, we're in this together. But then he says, and then he says, uh, 
he shows up, he shows them the wounds, and they're filled with joy. And he says, peace be with you. Now, here's key. He said, as a father has sent me, so I'm sending you. Then he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Verse 23, chapter 20 says, if you forgive anyone's sins, they're forgiven. If you don't forgive, they're not forgiven. And another translation, which I think is accurate, it says, if you don't forgive them, they are retained, right? In other words, they're held. So let's talk about this. What does that mean? Does that mean forgiveness mean I do some sort of thing? Does it does it actually mean I go face to face with the person? Hmm. Does because I I give you an example. I had a guy. Uh, in fact, it was in Montana. Brian, man came up to me. I talked about this. I talked about releasing these things. The scripture, what Jesus said, is the sins you forgive are forgiven. That doesn't mean now that. You know, religious leaders for a thousand years sold forgiveness as a business. Somebody said uh, one time to me, Brian, they said, uh, wouldn't it be better? You know, we're talking about the state of our nation. Wouldn't it be better if the church just ran everything? I said, I don't know about that. We tried that once. It's called the dark ages. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) It's true. So, you know, so that, but. But they sold these indulgences and stuff, and it was a big business for as long as they could keep that deal going until until Martin Luther kind of blew up their business by saying, you know, it's, it's all free. It's grace. And, and uh, so forgiveness, you know, when we forgive somebody, when we talk about forgiving others, it's not a release uh, of their life. It's a release from us. In other words, we release it out of our lives. We say, I forgive you. Now, that doesn't mean we can forget it. Our brains, the way our brain is made, actually keeps everything that's ever happened to us in our entire lives, it stays there in our brain. It's the way we're built. That doesn't mean you can access it, but it does mean it's still there. In fact, that's why when we sleep, this is a little sidebar. The amazing thing about sleeping is that when we're sleeping, our brain is still using 95% of the amount of energy that it uses when you're awake. Hmm. Wow. And the reason is, is that the brain is sorting out all the things that happened to you that day. Look at it like if you had a card file, like actual physical cards and putting them in different right. files. Sure. And the brain puts things in different, or if you had different tabs or or sure. different, uh, you know, file folders on your you know, Mm -hmm. on your uh, computer and you put different things in different file folders. And that's what the brain does files. And so as you get older, (laughs) it's just funny, you know, people always go, well, I'm getting older. I can't remember. No, really what it is, is you have more things and elements and experiences to go through in order to access and retrieve that memory. And there's actually a thing. This is funny. There's actually a thing called density, neural density. Mm -hmm. And that means you just have more stuff to go through to access, you know, what it is you want to access. Now, let's come back to releasing it out of our heart. The Bible says in Proverbs 4, it says, guard your heart because out of your heart comes your life. So in other words, what you put and when, when the Bible talks about the heart, it talks about physically the heart, but it also talks about the soul of man. It's speaking of our mind, our intellect, our thoughts, our mindset. That's why when we're mentoring men, Brian, I always say your pattern of thinking, your system of thinking 
is perfectly designed to achieve the results you're now getting. In other words, how I think is what I become. What's in my heart then becomes what I do with my hands. Right. So religion always tried to change our hands. Laws changes from the outside in, but Jesus came to change us from the inside out. To, in fact, the Bible talks about washing our heart. Romans twelve two talks about thinking differently. Become a new person by thinking differently. Now watch this. So let's bring it down to forgiveness. Forgiveness is not just the act of facing a person saying, forgive me, and they have a response. It is literally releasing mm -hmm. the responsibility for that moment back to that person mm -hmm. and saying, I forgive them. I don't know what their deal was. I don't know what they were going through. I don't know where they were living their lives, but I forgive them. I had a man in Montana, and he came up to me on a Sunday morning. And I just shared this on Saturday. And we, in that moment, we forgave. In that moment, we had I had all the men forgive their fathers. Wow. Most likely 60 to 70% of the men in that room in Montana had an issue with their dad. Yeah. Uh, whether the dad wasn't there or the dad uh, didn't affirm them or the dad actually abused him. This man came up to me, big guy, Brian. He's about 60 years old, wow. big, tough guy. Shook my hand. I mean, his hands went around my hand. I mean, just a man, strong guy. And he started getting kind of emotional. He goes, hey, thank you for yesterday. I said, what do you mean? He said, I forgave my dad yesterday. I said, you did, man. That's awesome. Uh, and uh, so he said, I, uh, he said, when I was uh, growing up, I – I didn't have a father in the home, and my mom had a couple boyfriends, and they were there, but I didn't really know who my dad was. And I asked my mom a few times, and she said, you know, he's he's no longer around. And so when I was 13, somebody told me, you know, your dad lives in the town near us. This is a man, he lived up in Montana. He said, when I was 16, he said, I found out where this man lived. He said, I researched it, found out. He said, when I was 18 years old, I went over and found this man. I walked into a bar where he was sitting. And I said, hey, I'm your son. This man's telling me this story. He said, I'm your son. He said, the man looked at me. He said, he F-bombed me, swore at me. He said, get, get out of here and tell your mom never to call me again. Wow. He said, that happened when I was 18 years old. He said, I'm 60 years old today or right now. Oh, no. He said, I've hated that man ever since. He said, I began to hate oh. that man. Every day I would wake up with hatred. Now, check this out, Brian. Oh. So the Bible says what's in your heart is what you become. What yeah. he became was what he kept in his heart. And what was in his heart was anger, yeah. rage, disappointment, uh, disconnection. He hated that man. He said, I woke up every morning with like a claw on my no. He said, like, wow. I, I would wake up. Hating the man. Yeah. He said, I've had a couple marriages that haven't worked out. I've had a couple relationships that haven't worked out. I've been in and out of businesses. He said, well, all these things. He said, yesterday. I said, well, where's your dad? He said, oh, he passed away. That guy passed away years ago. He said, but yesterday I forgave him for the first time in my life. Come on. He said, this morning I woke up and he, now he gets emotional. <laughs> His eyes are starting to get yeah, red with tears. Sure. I'm tearing up, man. And he says yeah. to me, he says, Paul, this morning I woke up and that claw wasn't there. Wow. It wasn't on my Incredible. head. Sure. The power of forgiveness 
Brian, is not that that person responded. Yeah. The power of forgiveness is that in faith, we said it with our mouths. I, and that's what we did. We practiced it. I said, you got to say this out loud, man. And he said, I said it out loud. I forgive my dad. Hmm. And he said, it, it just, it released something in our lives. So now unforgiveness holds stuff in. Forgiveness mm-hmm. releases, unforgiveness binds or holds something into us. So, so let's say I have another friend who, uh, who grew up, his dad was very abusive, alcoholic. And, and when he, where he grew up in Argentina, uh, you had to be 18 before you could sign your own deals, you know, contracts and stuff. And he said, I grew up hating my dad and decided that by the time I was 18, I would beat him up when I turned 18 and I would leave. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, I was 16. I got invited to the youth group. I met Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I forgave my dad. He said, really? Wow. What did you do when you were 18? He said, well, I didn't beat him up, but I left. He said, uh, and now he pastors a church. He's in his mid-40s in Miami. And I said, uh, what's things like now? He said, well, about 10 years ago, just before my father passed away, I was able to lead him to faith in Jesus Christ. I said, that's amazing. So, and he had told me about his little brother. We had had time to talk. We were playing golf. He was playing golf, Brian. I was playing at golf. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, I just like uh, driving the cart. That's awesome. Yeah, just driving the cart. Yeah, I'm That's good at I that. Like I, I, I'm actually, really good at that. You know, there's four people a year die of carts, but neither has a whole other story. That's right. Right. Minutia that nobody needs to know. So, uh, but he, I said, what about your little brother? You know, his brother was four years younger than him. He said, oh, my brother's messed up. He said, my brother, uh, he's just like, he's worse. He's, in fact, he's worse than my dad. He's just like him, but worse. Alcoholic, abusive, number of relationships, marriages. I said, wow. So he didn't go to the youth group. He said, no. I said, so he never forgave your dad. And he looked at me and he said, no, I don't think he has. I said, there's the key right there. And I gave him these scriptures and he, he's a pastor, but he had never seen this before. I said, when you forgive something, it's released out of your heart. New patterns and thinking and mindsets begin to happen. He said, wow. I said, so your brother never forgave your dad. So it stayed in his heart. Proverbs 4 says you become what's in your heart and your brother became what he kept in his heart. He said, wow. Mm-hmm. So when we forgive him, why don't we do this right now, Brian? Just take a minute with the friend who's listening right now. Let's let's just practice it. And it's an out loud practice. Okay. My dad, my dad, Dr. Ed Cole, my dad who wrote Maximize Manhood and all these books we use as a curriculum. Dad used to say that everything comes out of the mouth by way of confession. Mm-hmm. Okay. So in other words, everything comes out of your life by confessing it. Confess your sin. So it's a pattern that's in the Word of God. It's in the New Testament with the Second Covenant. He said everything. He said, so there are some things, though, you need to confess out. You need to just drive out to the desert. Just drive to the desert. Get out of your car. Find a rabbit. He said, find a jackrabbit. Confess everything to the jackrabbit. Okay. He said, and then shoot the rabbit. Oh, no. Oh, Lord. Oh, dear. <laughs> In other words, don't let anybody know, but get me, it out. Let me find my, my dog, Coco. He's around here somewhere. Coco. <laughs> no, you don't want to shoot Coco. No, I don't want to shoot Coco. 
Yeah, but but the fact is is that everything has to be confessed out. Yeah, so sure. out loud, verbally, Let's we say, it. and this is why I say when we pray for our family, pray for them out loud. When you pray right. for others, pray for them out loud. When you practice that, and we did it in the the book Seven Habits that Build Spiritual Endurance. We talked about one of those things was armor up. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your ritual? How do you start your day? End your day? You know, and there's a part where we need to out loud pray for our family. So out loud we say. Father, I can't. So Jesus said to his disciples, mm-hmm. he said, the first thing he did is he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Because apart from that, I think it's very difficult to actually forgive. Okay, watch this. So in faith, by faith, we receive Christ. By faith, we forgive. And we say out loud, Father, in the name of Jesus, I forgive the man who hurt my family by ripping me off in my business. I forgive him. I release it from my life. I no longer harbor ill will. I don't hope anything bad happens to him, and I release it. Father, cleanse me of any bitterness, anger, rage, any uh, bad uh, ill will towards him that I have in me. I release it in the name of Jesus. Hmm. Now, everything in our lives is a pattern of process. You know, Jesus said, pray this way every day. Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Kingdom come, will be done. And and forgive us as we forgive those who have trespassed sure. against us. I right. think it's a daily process. And, he, and here's where you begin to know I've forgiven that person. Is that when you, because you're going to remember it, or you're going to run into them in the supermarket or wherever it may be. And the ability to walk up to that man or that woman and just say hey what's up how you doing shake hands it doesn't mean you'll ever do business with them again right but it also means you don't have to turn around and walk the other way or walk up to them with some sort of thing or when somebody mentions oh hey weren't you uh weren't you in business in boise idaho and and all of a sudden that bumps up against that wound See, one of the biggest issues in marriages and relationships is that people bump up against wounds. And all of a sudden, you're yelling at your kids, and you don't even know why. It's just true. that they bumped up against something. Yep. Your, your dad unjustly uh, chastised you, uh, judged you. He, he, uh, you got reprimanded unjustly, and you've never forgotten that. And then your mm-hmm. kids do something that's kind of the same thing. And you go, hey. <laughs> and the same anger yeah. that you had towards anger. him. Sure. Now yeah. you actually okay. throw it out on your kids. And they're like, what the heck just happened to dad? Yeah, they don't deserve that. So that 15 second, 20 second prayer. Oh, my gosh. Man. Really can just release it. You know, I, I think there are times when we've you and I and others have done something deliberately against someone else causing pain. But then I think there are times when something is done non-deliberately and I'll give you a a story. I, uh, we were living in Tulsa at the time and, and a friend of mine at, at, uh, at Oral Arts University was uh, working. We were working together and, um, and uh, one day he, he, he wasn't calling me. We weren't talking. And there was a, there was a coldness and there, there was something wrong, a miss. And I let it go, let it go. Finally, um, I went to him and said, dude, what, is there something wrong? He said, man, yeah, I'll tell you what, you said this and you did this and it really hurt me. And 
I honestly, Paul had no clue. Wow. I had no idea. And I, I just, I was in his office. I went, I am so sorry. I had, I li- really had no idea. Yeah, man, it really did it. And we, we hugged, <laughs> we, we hugged it out. Wow. And, and, and now, uh, seven, eight, nine years later, we're, 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 we're close. Yeah. You know? That's fantastic. Wow. And I'm so thankful that, well, and thankfully he had the guts to okay. say that. So there it is right so, there. So, so forgiveness right? and dealing with that thing is not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. You know, right. that, that's, yeah. that's what I'm, you're a true right. warrior is not a man of war. He's a man of peace who understands that peace is always the result of strength. So it's the stronger man. See, cause strength is always in the heart, not in the hands. The man who's weak in his heart has to always prove stuff with his hands. In other words, he's got a he's dictatorial with his family, demanding of his employees. You know, he's always got to brag about his stuff he did, stuff he has, conquests. Because he's trying to find validation in his hands, but true validation comes from the Father in heaven in our hearts. Right. Funny, funny moment right. talking about validation. Let's- My son Bryce, sure. we were eating at a place over in Fort Worth where you have to, uh, it's a parking ticket and you go in. If you didn't go eat at this place, you, it doesn't, you got to pay for your parking. But if you ate there, you, you get your ticket validated and the parking's free. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, so Bryce about that. forgets, he goes out to his car. Oh, he runs back in and he walks up to the guy at the counter. And he says, Hey, I need to be validated. <laughs> and the guy looks at him and goes, I think you're an awesome man. <laughs> oh, shut up. Come on. That's not true. Yeah, true story. Yeah. Oh, that's really funny. And Bryce looks at it for a second, funny. and then they both start cracking. No, there's the ticket. That's great. Dude, I got you. I love it. You know, we it. all need that. And uh, yeah. so what happens sometimes is, for us, the validation is that we're still angry. Hmm. We're never going to forgive them. That's who I am. And it becomes our, it becomes our part of our, uh, part of who we are, our identity. And it holds us captive. And we never live out our full purpose. Remember, you know, what I've taught before is God doesn't love you and have a wonderful plan for your life. God loves you and has a wonderful purpose for your life. And he has a plan for mankind. The plan was Jesus, is Jesus. So the purpose is, is, is uh, find your purpose. What, what is it that, that God, you know, brings you alive in Christ and, and do that? You know, we, you too go. often we get sidetracked looking for a plan. I can't find his plan. I don't know what his plan is. Well, his plan is real simple in that sense. You know, love God, love people. So if you don't know where you're headed yet, go help somebody. Go volunteer at the rescue mission. So in terms of forgiving people, the power of forgiveness, bam, mm-hmm. is getting that that purpose back on track, getting identity uh unhinged, uh, getting the shade. You know, I don't walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't camp in the valley of the shadow of death. I walk through it. Right. So forgiving somebody else is walking through that shadow. Mm-hmm. So when we forgive a business partner who did stuff, doesn't mean you, you're going to go back and do business with them, but you just, you just get released from any kind of bitterness, hate, anybody bumping up against it. You just don't have a problem with you know, driving down to the middle of the street in Boise, Idaho, and, and running into the guy. You don't I'm never doing business it. in Boise, Idaho. Again. 
<laughs> Sorry, got Boise. Good, got some good friends. Got yeah. Jason, pastors of a great church in Boise. No, it's a great. I love Idaho. So uh, well, let's. But that's we're, a we're power at the end of our, Brian. Yeah, yeah. This is. We could talk forever. I mean, this is a great well, topic. Could, but know. forgiveness is huge. I forgive you Massive. for going over on our podcast time today, Paul. Yeah, well, I, thank you. That's okay. Yeah. Um, for more information, guy, for more information about Christian Men's Network and this topic, I encourage you to visit cmn.men. That's cmn.men. If you'd like to reach us here at the podcast, it's easy. Just drop us an email, paul at cmn.men. That's paul at cmn.men. And we will be reading all the emails that come in. And yours may be read in a future podcast. Oh, that'd be awesome. Hey, before we go, uh, Paul, can you just do a quick prayer? I think a, um, something to, to bring this home and, and pray for, our, for those who are dealing with forgiveness issues, and then we'll, we'll close out. Father, I thank you for your uh, power and anointing for Holy Spirit, because Jesus said, this is the only way you're going to be able to do it. So I thank you for your presence. I thank you for the power and anointing for Holy Spirit. It is somewhat a mysteriously impossible thing to forgive somebody. And yet you said, if we'll forgive them, we begin the process of healing in our own hearts, regardless of what the response is. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. Right now, we forgive those who have hurt us, the thing you taught us to pray every day. We love you with all of our hearts, and we thank you for salvation and freedom in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Paul. And we will see you next time on the CMN.men Brave Men podcast. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at CMN.men or write to him at paul at CMN.men. <laughs>